there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennis Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! This is Paul Cooney saying good evening and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Peter Grant is here and so too is the man that we bid farewell to just, what, three or four months ago, Kenny. Uh, you went down to Huddersfield and lasted fewer than 10 games. Football management, especially in England, has gone mad. Well, you've just seen another manager in the yeah. Championship sacked there in Slavin Bilic, which is uh, it's incredible. I think that's the 19th club that have... Uh, well, there's the 19th managerial change or something in the in the championship this this year alone. So it's tough, you know. I mean, we've never changed it for the world because we love the game and it's what we're, it's what we're passionate about. We want to be in it, but unfortunately, it's a it's an unstable environment to say the least. Good to see you back, though. It's our game, Peter. Who would be a football manager in England? <laughs> all of us or anywhere? <laughs> no, yeah. all of us because, yeah. as Kenny says, yeah. quite rightly, we love it, and that's that passion you have for the game. You you always want to be involved. And we know what's coming. You know, whether it's good, bad or different, you move on. And I think it's a bit different now, obviously. You know, you have five minutes and you're in your job and the results are the most important thing now. It doesn't matter how you're performing away from it and everything's so much better. If you don't get results, unfortunately, no matter where you are now, the door gets closed on you. Tomorrow is the 100th game of Ange Postacoglu in charge at Celtic and it's all gone well for him, hasn't it? A double last year. He's got the first trophy of this year. Nine points clear plus 28 goals advantage to your old team Peter what could go wrong? Nothing the way I've seen them playing to be perfectly honest with Paul you know and you've got to give the manager great credit you know he's put his disciples out there and that's what they are because you watch everyone and they know their job they know what they're expected to do on the football pitch if it's not working like on Saturday or Sunday I should yep. say the first half he's made a substitution at half time and he's adjusted the team and it proved that Abada came on and done exceptionally well and got helped set up the first goal, scores himself. His other substitutes come on and score. And I think that's so important. So, as I said, you give the great credit to the players, but the manager's going out there and making sure that these players are well, well prepared. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking then about, well, the last 100 games. This is the 100th tomorrow night. At times, you know, the volume of games we have at this football club, uh, you know, it's it's not that long, you know, in terms of length of time. But um, I guess... Uh, 100 games is uh, is fairly significant. Uh, would have been pretty long odds when I took the job that I'd reach it. So uh, I guess that's something. And just looking forward to tomorrow night where it's the 100 games. Uh, Kenny, what do you, obviously you keep in touch with what's happening here, but your old club, Rangers. Michael Beale came in since we last saw you as well. He's only lost one game, but obviously the repercussions because it was the cup final against Celtic and the Rangers fans are not happy. Of course or not, and, and, and it's it's always heightened because it's, it's a cup final and on that day, all it is is about winning. It's not about performance, it's not about how you play, who scores, who, who doesn't. It's about lifting that cup at the end of the game and unfortunately for Rangers, they never turn up, they never put their best foot forward. I don't think Celtic were, were at their best level either, but they've done enough to control, get themselves 2-0 up and they, were, and they were worthy winners. So there's always going to be repercussions, there's always going to be kickback after that. Again, 
when, when the dust settles, you have to look at it. It's one game, it's, it's a loss. Yeah, it's a big loss, it's a cup final. But now it's done, there's nothing you can do about it. You've got to look forwards, you've got to look uh, at the record that he's actually got. He's, he's dropped two points in the league against Celtic. You know, his league record's outstanding. His job now is, is to go and retain the Scottish Cup. You know, and he knows that. I think he spoke about it. If you can close the gap on Celtic between now and the end of the season, that would be a positive as well. But all eyes are on just maintaining the level of form that he's at. At the moment, he wants to improve performances. That, that's for sure. And I think part of the reason there is a lot of noise on the other side, on the blue side of Glasgow, is because of how Ange and how Celtic have went about their business since he's came in. Rangers fans expect their team to be playing a certain way as well, and they want to, they don't want to hear Celtic getting all the credit about the wonderful football, the amount of goals they're scoring, and all the success. So you can understand why. But listen, yeah. Michael's made a big improvement since he's came in. And what about Ange Postecoglou in that period when you were away and since he arrived here? So hundred games tomorrow. It's been a phenomenal spell. He's not just changed Celtic, Scottish football at the moment. Well, you know, we were just talking there off air, me, me and Peter, about uh, that you don't get time and it's hard to implement things so quickly. Well, well, Ange done that. Mm. You know, there was a lot of change happened at Celtic uh, at the start of last season. It wasn't the best start in the world with a few defeats and there was no noises, oh, is it the right guy or no? But listen, since then, he's on an incredible run uh, domestically. Again, conquering all. And the way they're doing it on, on eight, nine games out of ten has, has been really, really impressive. So... 100 games again for Rangers they'll be hoping it's not another 100 games they would like to see him go out the door in, in the summer so but he's, uh, he's doing a wonderful job you know and like Granty says it's like all credit to him uh, I mean coming on his own as well initially yeah. all, all the way over on his own he's not got his, his lieutenants next to him that, he's, that, that he knows he can trust and that are loyal he came in on his own and, and he's, he's made a huge change and that takes some bottle doesn't it Peter let's hear a wee bit more from him speaking about he was asked what's your targets what are your goals it's uh, it's an ever vanishing target mate so wherever not, if I think I'm close then it just gets further away um, and um, you know that's the way I've approached uh, my sort of managerial career and that's the way I've approached every club I've managed there is no target um, you know I've never set any goals because I've always felt that um, setting goals means that you know at some point there's an end point and I just don't want there to, to be an end point. I just want to keep improving and keep sort of pushing the, the boundaries of how good we can be as a football club and how good I can make these players and how, you know, how you know, better I can you know, get us playing the kind of football I want us to. So, you know, we'll always be at a point where, you know, where we want to be is further down the road. Peter? I'm glad to hear he said what he said about the goal situation because I'm always one that's always said that I've never set goals in the respect to that because you get up every day and you try and make it better than the next. And that's what you do. And unfortunately, Kenny will know being at Rangers and Celtic, me being at Celtic, is the fact is you have got to get up, go to your work the next day, preparing for the next game that's coming along, not one, two, down, two weeks down the line. The next one's the most important. The next training session is the most important. I've said that the way the manager is prepared now his players look as if that's the way they're preparing you can see them warming up I watch them simple things like doing the warm up how intense they are but you used to see guys going out at half time knocking the ball about each other a wee two minutes a rondo or whatever these guys are preparing in case they're called upon and that that's not by luck that's by design mindset absolutely and that, that comes from the manager because he must be watching everyone or whoever he's telling these guys his lieutenants that's out there watch for that if he steps off the gas he'll not be going on at half time or whatever and you can see that you can see that within the group and I said it last week the most competitive part is going to be the training field up there because 
that's the way you have to push. And Kenny will know when your training feels so competitive, you know, to try and get in the team, it makes the games on the Saturday the enjoyable bit, when you, especially when you're winning. So it's feisty as well, Yeah, then. of course, yeah. it's got to be. Mm-hmm. If you want to be successful, any successful team, it's been like a battleground during the week. And that's not yeah. kidding, because everybody's desperate to play. Sure. And that's, because they're all of an equal quality in, in some aspects, in different areas of the pitch. So the manager will be looking for the striker. How many chances has he scored? Does he think he's just going to turn up Saturday and score, but he's missed all week, he's not hit the back of the net. Strikers used to get annoyed. I used to see strikers at our club going down and doing, Kenny will tell you the same mm-hmm. thing. If they missed a chance during the game, they were down doing press-ups. You know, because they were so disappointed in themselves, because they knew it was an opportunity for someone else who was banging them in. Who did that? Give us a name. Charlie I'll, I'll tell you yep. I'll go back to Mo Johnson Mo Frank McAvenny yep. Andy Walker all of them done it because they were disappointed in themselves it was standards yeah, yeah. and that was what they, to be a Celtic yep. goal scorer that's what you had to be Kenny have Rangers got that mindset just now and that winning mentality because it's been a strange time for them and two years ago today as you know Rangers won the 55 that was two years ago today so that winning mentality was there uh, under Stephen Gerrard well, is, is it there just now? I think it remains to be seen you know because winning one league's great you know, but that's not what these clubs are built on. You know, it's, it's you've got to be absolutely relentless in your pursuit. And once that one's done, it's like 55 was built up so much because of yep. what, what it was. You know, it stopped 10 in a row. Again, now, when you look back on it, these, that team will always be remembered to be that team that stopped it. But when you break it right down, it's another league title. It's number 55 of 55. There was another 54 before it, and you're hoping there'll be another 55 after it. And that's the way it has to be. You move on to the next thing, and it just, uh, again you follow up with the Scottish Cup. But now, this season, obviously there's been a drop-off, you're now, it's a long, long way back in the league, you've just lost a cup final. Rangers fans are now not going to be accepting no winning trophies for seasons on end. And you can see that the, the weekend, you saw it on Saturday. Of course you can, and, yeah. that, and that's where, like, they're only saying what everybody knows, you know, like, like fans have, have, will be frustrated and certain, and, and you know what, they've, I mean, they pay their money, they can, but, uh, a voice their opinion but ultimately when that 55 came along it was like a little bit like I mean again you just heard Dan's talking about an end goal it's like something that was that had been achieved that had been stopped and well you know what once that's done it's on to the next one now mm-hmm. you know and it has to be the way it is at these clubs because the demand it puts on you the expectation for these fans is that when you start a season there's a treble on the way that's it and they also want to be competitive in Europe as well which obviously with the golf and, and finances is, is really really tough now but it's, uh, domestically you need to be winning every single game and every single trophy you enter Well I remember we won the double and, and I can only talk for myself yeah. 88 we won the double and Are you just mentioning that because he mentioned no, two years ago? No we won it but it's expectation yeah. Yeah. the next year yeah. Rangers won two and we stopped winning the treble because we do we Joe Miller's cup final the cup. 89 yeah. you know but simple things we won it in 89 the next day I'm away out of a run and I meet bump into some Rangers fans are looking at me as if what are you doing? You've just won the cup yesterday. But I was already in my head thinking, one, the manager will be signing new players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a fact they'll be signing new players because that was the standard that was going to be set, that you had to go and rise above it. I went six years in, Paul. No six months. Wow. Six years without winning the trophy. No trophies. No. That's right. But yeah. you need wow. remember, as I say, we went yep. one year, we lost one game mm-hmm. and never won a trophy. <laughs> never, lo- never lost one game because Rangers were just yeah. that bit better but that's yeah. the difference you know so yeah. it's not acceptable mm-hmm. so at the end of the day you have to win trophies you have and it doesn't matter how well you're playing mm-hmm. because that season I remember saying it at the time and I've said it on here I think that we got a standing evasion at the last game of the season because we were so entertaining to watch yeah. you know the Canios and all that we were a great side to watch mm-hmm. we played exceptional football never won a trophy they won Zippo 
And that's that's the difference. So the, ex the expectation is to win things mm -hmm. and to win my style. And that's what Celtic are doing. They're not just winning things, they're blowing things away at this moment in time because of the quality they have both on the pitch and off the pitch. Peter Grant is with me, Paul Cooney, and Kenny Miller. Great to see and hear you back, Kenny, with that great energy that you bring, a bit like Peter. Do you want to hear about... I mean, Rangers fans are saying... Ange Postacoglu, any chance he'll go? So I think they are, aren't they? You know, I'll tell you, I think there's every chance yeah. he could. You know, yeah. he's uh, he's doing a he's doing a wonderful job at the moment. And but the sounds of him again, I don't know him, but I listen to everything when he speaks in his pre, his post-match press. You know, he's focused. You know, he's focused on the job at hand, and I think he's the kind of guy that's whatever will be, will be. You know, but he's going. To, he's a manager that's driven. He's a manager that want to manage at the absolute top. There's no doubt about it. So when that opportunity comes calling. It's going to be. I think he's in a position where he can look at is it the right one. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not just going to jump at anything. I think he's earned the right now with what he's done and how his team plays. That he can look at the right opportunity. But these opportunities will be knocking at his door soon. He was asked today about the future. Can you see me here for another hundred games, mate? Not up to myself. It isn't because no manager lives in isolation. We all have, you know, we all work with people. Um, we all have organisations we work for so it's never uh, there's no manager that will sit, sit down and say well I will be here it's not our decision sometimes mate so um, that's why I consistently have always said that I don't think about those kind of things what I think about is my responsibility at the moment my responsibility at the moment is to produce you know a football team that this uh, that brings success to this football club and that the fans can be proud of and beyond that um, anything that that happens is is kind of irrelevant to what's most important. Peter, what do you make of that? He's in a really strong position. It's a fantastically strong position, but I don't think it'll always be in his eyes to match his hunger mm -hmm. and to match his desire. And we know financially Celtic can't bring the very best players in. That's fact, you know. So he knows the ceiling where he's going to have to bring the players in. But once they can't bring the players and regenerate the group he's got and don't they maybe sees the wee bit of hunger dropping from anyone, whether yeah. it's players, yeah. maybe heard his voice, does he need to change too many? And he maybe says, well, maybe that's time, game's a bogey. Mm. You know, I'm out of here. But the big thing for Angel, I'll bet Angel will make the decision. That's why I believe now, because for all the things he's done, and I don't mean, yes, the trophies are so, so important. We keep talking about that. But the way he's held himself as a Celtic manager, the way he spoke about his profession, the way he deals with the press, I keep going on about, is a big part of it. And, and as I say, him and Gio Van Bronckhurst, I thought, were tremendous together, you know, in the respect to that. They know what it means to the supporters of each club, but the fact was that they respect for each other. And I think that's the thing that you never lose. And that's the thing he's tried to guide between. He's never said something derogatory. He answers silly questions <laughs> when I brought to answer. Yeah. And he's very cool at that. And I think he's done that exceptionally well. So he's not just a football manager. He's an intelligent brain. His brain's working all over the time, even when he's off the pitch, talking to reporters. Are you and proud I, of him, Peter? Yes. Yep. I think what he's done with the Celtic football club, where we were, you know, when it was needing regenerated, I think everybody connected with Celtic should be proud of him. Fans love him, Kenny, and you can understand it. And every, he listens to every question and uh, you have to be on your metal to ask him a question because he, he comes straight back at you. Yeah, but listen, he's, I mean, Peter's absolutely right. He's, he's bang on with, with his press. If there's something he doesn't feel right, he'll, he'll, he'll nail you on it, which again, he's got every right to do that. Sure. But he has, he's done a wonderful, a wonderful job. Grant, he was talking about the uh, the actual culture with the, the guys warming up and how hard they're working, and there's there's a real seriousness about their business. It helps when you're winning. 
because it's hard to knock a door or ask why you're mm, not playing when yeah. the team's winning every every single week. So, but that's these clubs, Rangers and Celtic. There is winning cultures, or there should be winning cultures within them, and that's why when Grant is talking about training, it should be that's that's how it has to be. You have to be training like a demon every single day because you're trying to get that jersey, and there's another three or four guys probably vying for that position as well. So training has to be actually, if not as competitive, more competitive than that game on the Saturday. And when it comes to the Saturday, what Celtic seem to have at the moment, because there's guys in, for me, there's guys that are sitting on that bench and maybe even in the stands, they've probably got good cases to be playing yeah. and starting these games. But there seems to be an understanding and a good culture that, you know what, it's not about me no playing, it's about the team winning games, it's about the team winning trophies, winning leagues, and everybody seems to be focusing on that. And when, again, one at Springsteen means a badder. Yeah, like, I can't believe that yeah. he doesn't play. You know, like he's, yeah. he's been had a wonderful season. He's been, I mean, for a still a young, young player as well, 21. he's had a big, big impact on that Celtic team but see when he comes on he's hungry as ever to go and actually impress and then score or assist and he's super positive in his play his body language is always really good you know what he'll be sitting on the bench next week probably as well but the same thing happens again the next again week so it's, it's real good signs for Celtic in that respect and there's signs there for Rangers how you, you can go into markets that are not top dollar he hasn't paid over the odds for anyone when you look at you know Kyogo Maeda Hatati, he's finding gems in markets that are not multi-million pound markets. Well, well, well it helps when you've got market knowledge. You yeah, know, of course, like that's yeah. the one thing he's definitely had a leg up. I mean, it's sure. interesting because when I did come back from Australia, mm. I thought it's a really, really good market for yeah. Scottish clubs because there's really good value, there are uh, good players. And then that summer, you've seen how many have Hearts signed? You've yeah. got uh, St Mirren have got a couple. You've got Hibs signed uh, Australian. Yeah. There's, there's Australians throughout the league now. I thought it was a really, really good market for the teams probably out with the old firm. Uh, it was a really, really good good value market for them. And then it happens. But when you've got that knowledge, obviously it helps. Hans goes and, and he, he picks three, four, five uh, Japanese players for guys he's probably worked with or played against that have maybe hurt his teams. And he knows that that kind of work ethic and that kind of ability can translate to the Scottish game. He was asked today, what was his proudest day since he arrived here? Yeah, day I was appointed, mate. That's uh, that, was, that was it for me. And... Uh... All you can ever ask for in life, and and particularly somebody uh, like myself, uh, I've always felt is is an opportunity. And um, you know, if people give you that opportunity, then uh, the rest is kind of you know up to each individual or myself to to take that. But um, given the opportunity to to manage this, uh, you know, great football club uh, was was the best day for me. And then just been working hard ever since to to hopefully uh, repay that. Um, you know, the faith that people showed in me. All right, Celtic fans, what do you want to say to Peter Grant and Kenny Miller? 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Peter, I could see a wee smile there. In your... I was wishing you'd ask me that because I think I'd have said that would have been his answer. Oh, right, I should have. You know, because I, yeah. I, 100% I thought that would have been his answer because that's what I'm saying, he's got the feel for it. He understands what the job entails. He knows what the fans want to hear even though he believes that himself. Mm. And the fans will love all that because that's part of it and that's part of the culture he's brought. So it's not just a throwaway line. He means it, but he's hand in his heart. But I can imagine that's what the fans are saying, oh, brilliant, you know, because we all feel that way with the way he's been successful. And we know how Duff, as Kenny mentioned at the start, three games to start when everybody's questioning and it was only three games. 
and that shows you what it's like being a Celtic or Rangers manager. It only takes three games yeah. <laughs> or three course, years, never yeah. mind anything else. Yeah. You know, and people judge well, you on it. Remember Martin O'Neill, somebody called for his head after the first game. Absolutely. Lim, yeah. God rest him. Yeah. Lim Janssen, yeah. you know, losing the Hibs away. So all it's, these things, so we know what it's like. <laughs> it's a mad house. We had a Celtic fan on last night, Josh, and he didn't think we give Celtic enough credit. So that was new stuff in there from Ange Postacoglu. So much credit, I'd say. <laughs> I could see your face. Can you realise What's happened to you in the yeah. last few months? But some great stuff there on Ange Postacoglu. And they deserve it. Inevitably, you know, when it's a crisis, the Celtic, we, we probably spoke as much about Celtic in the bad year for them two years ago because the two of them should normally be neck and neck. And at the moment, for Rangers, they're trying to get back in touch with Celtic but it's not enough to be close to them is it Kenny you've got to be winners and that's what we're going to ask you after this 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go Thanks Chris I bet you didn't miss the traffic and travel did you down in Huddersfield it's not as busy as it is in Glasgow or is it? Well it's not when you're in at 7 and still in the train when <laughs> at 7 at night you miss all the traffic Paul. <laughs> full time hard work that's, it. that's the name of the game Peter you're missing it this time last night I was on with Barry and Mark and one of the stories was that Chris Wilder might still be on Aberdeen's list I discounted it I thought this isn't happening I'm glad I discounted it because that is one of the stories last night because Chris Welder is the new manager of Watford he's the head coach Slavin Bilic as you know left an hour ago and it's uh, going to be Chris Welder actually it looks like they've sacked him and appointed in the same meeting <laughs> it's been that quick <laughs> I'll tell you somebody who has been appointed up here um, Stuart Kettlewell what a job he's done three wins and a draw and Peter he is the manager of the month I deserve a show I mean I'd always say it's Andrew because it's hard to stay at the top of the league you know and win trophies I mean you win trophies and win games that manager's been successful but the situation that Stuart came into uh, where Motherwell were and unfortunately Stevie lost his job Stuart's come in and done exceptionally well adjusted the system of the team we've got the results and going to Ross County at the weekend and getting the 2-0 victory was a fantastic result for him Kenny if they knew you were available would you have liked that job? No, listen, I think it was it was something I've not even thought about, to be honest. Uh, just come back up and, again, you dust yourself down, yeah. you want to look at, evaluate how things went. Again, you're always looking to improve and learn. So it's, uh, it was definitely not on the radar, but again, Stuart's done, done wonderful. I say that, I've said it already, I think they were very fortunate they had someone like him in the building at that time to to take over the reins, to steady the ship because they were in free fall at that time. So to like turn again, you're talking about getting a, a quick impact. He's turned it around really, really quickly, pulled Motherwell away from that relegation zone, which they looked like they were they were dropping like close to it pretty quickly uh, before Stuart came in. So you know he's done a wonderful job over the over his first four games. And again, it was an incredible weekend there with Jim Goodwin taking over at Dundee United mm. in his first games against his his old club Aberdeen, <laughs> and then you had Stuart Kettlewell yeah. going up to Ross County, yeah. his old old club. So it was a a real exciting weekend in, in Scottish football. And you've got a finger just about every pie, haven't you? I mean, look at all the games coming up, Celtic against Hearts, Hibs against Rangers. You kicked off your career at Hibs, obviously you were at Celtic as well. And we've got Livy Dundee United, where you, you coached as well at Livy. Yeah, listen, it's a, it's a big card uh, yeah. in midweek. Uh, some big games, it's East v West, it's Edinburgh versus Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, M8 derbies. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so, then you've got a, two, two teams at the... Well, no Livingston at the bottom end, but no great form. Four no. losses in a yeah. row, seven mm. losses in a row, Dundee United. It's a chance for Livingston to win and get back into the top six. And it's a Dundee United's week, midweek this week, to, it's their game in hand that they yep. can get back closer to the teams that are just above them. So, big, big week. And Peter, huge games tonight, particularly the Derby. 
Dunfermline against Falkirk and you know that really well because two years ago you were the boss yeah. at East End Park yeah well as I say I wasn't this, I think Falkirk were in, uh, Aye, yeah. and I wasn't there long enough sure. I was Wraith Rovers at that particular yeah. time for me in the championship so I know how important it is to the club you know I know there was always young Peter played with Falkirk yep. at that particular time mm -hmm. so I remember how intense the derbies were with Dunfermline you know so who do you think is going to win? Obviously, Dunfermline in the I, league. I just think Dunfermline have been going strong at this moment in time. I think James has done a great job there, you know, and I just think they've got that wee knack. But in saying that, I've been impressed with a couple of times I've seen Falkirk. Morrison's always a threat for scoring goals for wide, you know, so I think it'll be a very close call. I don't think there'll be much, I think it could be a 1 0, maybe Dunfermline. And our own Stephen McGinn, of course, is the captain of Falkirk, and you were there, Kenny, yeah. at Falkirk. It'd be great to see them come back up. Well, they're in great form at the moment. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, John's. I mean, a well-respected coach, he gets his teams playing the right way, but they've, I mean, they're in good form. Again, I think Dunfermline will just be a little bit too strong for them over the course of the, of the season, and I would expect them to go on and win the league and Falkirk can kind of be in the playoffs. Play but yeah. these games, I think there's another game coming up as well yeah. against each other, so that's a massive, massive opportunity for Falkirk tonight to go and reduce that gap and everything we've talked about. I set a little bit of pressure to the mm -hmm. team at the top of the league because Granny will tell you the hardest thing to do is actually get over that line when you're going for league titles. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing to go and get that last win, those final points to go over the line. So if this Falkirk can win tonight, it'll be game on in League One. But your first thing when you came in, we asked you, what do you think of Rangers just now? You feel they must win the Scottish Cup? I, th I think it's, it's listen, it's, you're saying it's a must win. It's, it's yeah. an obvious statement, you know. I mean, they might not win it, they might win it. I think it's important that Rangers continue building the way they've been building over the last few years now. I mean, you win the league, you get that holy grail of 55, you stop 10 in a row, you back up the following year, you win the Scottish Cup, you get to Europa League final and you're one kick away, Ryan Kent's boot, you're winning yep. the Europa League. You know, I mean, it was a really strange season last year. We had both teams were happy. You know, both teams and both sets of fans were actually. We had guys on the forums actually yeah. saying, "We're not even caring about an old fun game here because we've got European finals." Yeah. It, was, it was a mad, mad year. Yeah. This year's completely different. You only get that for one year, don't well, you? Well, I think it's one in every fifty. You'll, you'll get that, yeah. but it's uh, this year's completely different. Rangers are fell behind in the league. It looks like they are falling that that bit behind Celtic again. They've lost the League Cup final, which we've already talked about. All eyes have to. I mean, you know, they still need to maintain their league form that's it because they don't want that that 9 point gap extending and becoming 12, 13, 14, 15 but they've got to maintain that which I expect them to do because I think both teams are so strong Celtic are playing really really well and beating everybody and they're, they're steamrolling teams Rangers are getting the job done at the moment which is not a bad trait and to be clear I was saying you know Rangers won't need to win the cup I'm not saying Michael Beale needs to because yep. he's been brought in Peter and it's a project it has to be they might not take anything this season unfortunately you don't get a project with Celtic or Rangers. You have to win the next game. I keep saying it week in, week out. I get sick saying it myself, but it's fact, yeah. you know? And as I said to you, Michael, we were saying before the cup final, simple things like when I go into my train the Monday morning, I've still got the same problems. Yes, you have, but you've not won a trophy now, so there's an extra pressure comes. Yeah. If you, you go further and further behind in the league or vice versa, you have to get as close to Celtic as you possibly can. Then you have to try and win the cup. Because if you don't win the cup, and Celtic win the league also, and Celtic end up winning the treble, you better get it right in the summer. Because it doesn't matter if you're a new manager week, and I'm hoping he stays in his job for a long time in the respect of that, because I don't like to see managers losing their job. You want them to be successful. And I think he's improved the group with the players he's brought in, with the likes of Cantwell and Raskin. I thought, I thought you said, I've seen enough of Todd that I know he'd be an asset to them. 
Raskin and I've been impressed with what I've seen of him. So I, I think he started well in the respect of that, his recruitment, because yeah. you want to bring in players that are better than what you have and can make an impact on your starting eleven. And I think they proved that, especially first half on Saturday, mm. they proved that, you know. So, but they have to, the, unfortunately, here there is no second place. No, sure. You have to be first and nothing else. So you mentioned the name that was probably mentioned most from a Rangers point of view last week after the Cup final, Raskin, and why didn't he start? So Michael Bale's been speaking about him and Ryan Jack. Look, I've got to make decisions for the betterment of the players and the team it's clear Nico's a really good player I wouldn't have met him the amount of times I did and spent all that time trying to get him to come to Glasgow if I didn't rate him as a player but I think you could see today that the intensity of the first half played on him and that's where he's at he's not played a lot of football he's come into a new country he's 21 new city He's learning a lot, the intensity of training and the intensity of the games. He's got to get up to it. And I thought he was really, really good first half. I thought it was excellent. Obviously, today we felt they might go into Christian Doig a bit. So we preferred to have Jacko in the middle and him playing slightly to the left of him. And I thought he played ever so well. And he just ran out of legs in the second half. And I'd rather him do that, play you know, to his maximum and run out of legs a little bit because he'll pick up on that as the games go by. But I think he's had a really good introduction to our club. It's lovely that the fans like him and his teammates like him as well. I think we've got a really good player moving forward and I thought Ryan Jack was good today. Just got to be careful around them yellow cards, Ryan, because he always makes my heart skip a little bit when he gets one. Kenny Miller, what about um, Raskin then? Were you surprised last week? And what about the manager's explanation? Listen, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't all surprised right. at yeah. all. I mean, I, leading into it, I didn't think he would play. Uh, I'm also, I'm not, because I just felt, for some of the reasons that he gave, I felt yeah. being a cup final, listen, he had played two games previous yeah. against Partick Thistle and Livingston. Mm. You know, and they were pretty straightforward. And by the way, he performed very, very well. In a position I didn't think we would be seeing him, and I thought we might have seen him in the position Michael was talking about there, maybe either off the left, off the right of the fourth, but he'd been sitting at the base mm. of that midfield and just controlling the game. And he looked very, very good. But, I just felt in that game that maybe a little bit more physicality and the experience of the fixture and John Lundstrom or Ryan Jack, for that matter, would have got the nod ahead of him in the cup final. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But see, for, I think for, for Nico Raskin to be really effective, I think he needs to be controlling the game and having the ball. Rangers never had the ball that day. Celtic had the ball for, I think at one point it was like 70% possession when I was checking it. So for him to have been thrown into that... You know, I wasn't surprised. I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I just wasn't surprised that he, that he never started. I'm slightly different because listening to the manager speaking there, what he did on Saturday and said he blew a gasket, why did that not happen in the cup final then? And Celtic are slightly different because Celtic don't play with a number 10. So I think Raskin could have played there because what I've seen of him, he looks the most controlled player playmaker as in type and Celtic don't play with a number 10 they play with a striker so there's nobody sitting on you you can do a similar role to Callum in the respect to that if somebody doesn't but most teams play against Celtic with one striker off so they're marking Callum Celtic don't do that so I thought Raskin would have played in there because he's a better user of the ball than I'd say most of the boys that play in that area of the field you know and then if he blew up Fine. Yeah. In other words, if it was maybe 45, 60 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Done exactly yeah. what he'd done at the weekend. You know, he does exceptionally well at the first half. And if he does that against Celtic, so be it. You know, that, that that's what you're there for. And if you've got to take him off and replace him, that's fine. But I just felt, because Celtic don't play with that, as I say, a number 10, yeah. he'd have been able to find his legs because he wouldn't have been getting man-marked in there or somebody stepping on top of him, you know, and maybe allowed him. And I know the Celtic Rangers games are 100 miles an hour. But that, that area of the pitch is somewhere that Celtic don't really worry about the opposition in there because they've got enough good players that they'll think they can deal with anything. 
but I think they could have used Raskin in that role. It's about opinions, isn't it? Absolutely. He's also been speaking about somebody you know well, Peter. It's Todd Cantwell. That's his type of how he likes to play. Um, obviously, he went in and played in the position that Malik's been playing uh, to start the game, where he can drop down and he can get up and, and, and get close to the goal. Similar to Yanis Hadji, he needs runners. He needs speed. He needs Because when he gets his eyes up, he needs to see movement. You can see that he's a, a lovely football player, real lots of energy. He regained the ball a lot for us today. I thought he put in a really good performance. Warming up now? Settling in? Well, played him in the right position. Yep. I said to you, I've mean, seen him playing wide yep. right, I thought, or right the front three, I thought, mm, that's not his strongest. I either said, play him on the left of that or the, set, the number 10, which I've seen him doing a lot. And I think he's very effectual in there. And he's always been a hard worker. Even though he's a talented boy, he's a good footballer, yep. he's always worked really hard in the areas of the field. And I know people wouldn't say that because you get the blonde hair and <laughs> the, the headband. You know, some people think, oh, these will not work hard. But he does work, and he's always worked hard, to be fair to the kid. You know, and, and he, but he's a talented boy. He's got good feet, either right or left, and he can see runners. And he's right, he likes runners because he can pick the pass out. And that's important if you've got that, because you can have all the, 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 the vision in the world. But if you've not got anybody running, they're moving, and you can't pick a pass. Yeah. There's nobody to pass, all you're going to do is pass back. But definitely playing in the left or the number 10 position is his best position. Kenny is a former Rangers striker, a great striker. How would you like to work with him? No, I think they've, they've got a lot of talent in that mm. in that area of the pitch. So, I mean, when you're playing in that way, I think it's a straight choice kind of between Cantwell and Tillman. And I think you'll see both of them will be rotated over the course of the season because they're, they're wonderful footballers, but both of them. Uh, unless somebody really gets on fire mm-hmm. and, and really takes the slot and makes it their own. But yeah, you would like it. But it's, it's interesting to hear the Michael talk about it because I do feel that's an area of Rangers game that needs to be improved. Is that forward running uh, from midfield, from wingers? And if you've got guys with their head up, I think you need that threat in behind from someone because it just disrupts back lines and it maybe creates space as well. When moving. You're not always running to get it, but you're also running to create space for your for your teammates. But it looks like at the moment Sakala is probably one of the only ones that does that, which that's maybe why he's getting the run in the team that he's probably never had since he came to Rangers could you play Tillman on that side the, the right hand side Kenny because you know, he's left footed Could you? I know what people say about working back and whatever mm-hmm. but Rangers and Celtic predominantly have got most of the ball so if Tillman was in the left you can't well in the middle one you know you've got Kent in the left all of a sudden you look yeah. at potent force now it's just about that number 9 position you're going to get the guy that's going to keep running that way I know people say and I'm one of them would say Sakala's better in the wide area running out of spaces instead of his back to the game so that probably takes that wee bit of speed away in the respect but the talent if you're talking about the A3 it's, 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 it's a lot of talent it's, isn't it's it it's not just speed for me in that team it's actually someone who's willing he's yes. a willing yeah. runner in that team like Sakala like I think after Sakala, I've seen Glenn Kamara starting to do it because clearly they're working on it and clearly Michael's demanding it his players. I've seen Glenn making these types of movements, but it's, it's one, two, a half because it's not really his game either. The next one that does it best is probably Tavernier for the, for the fullback. Yeah. I mean, he makes that kind of that out to end diagonal run a lot into the back post, particularly with the balls on the inside yeah. kind of left position. He makes that run really, really well. Again, he's hungry to score goals. Mm. He's hungry to get in the box. He's got that in his game now. Hence the amount of goals that he scored. So I think taking taking Sakala out of the team, I think you would you would struggle. I mean, again, I don't I don't think he's a, he's a nailed on starter by any stretch of the imagination, but. The way he's been playing and, and what he can give in that respect, I think he's one of the few, if not the only Rangers player that does it. Well, we said that a lot last year. We thought Scott Arfield was the only player that done it. Yeah. 
You know, Scott was the only one that would run in the box. It was very difficult as a midfielder. He's dangerous. He's absolutely. Absolutely. from a central area. He does it for a central he's a finisher. position. He's excellent And he's at. a finisher as well, you know, and he'd done it constantly and didn't well, scored a lot of goals, but he could have scored a lot more if there were better balls put through him. Now I think they've got that quality. Scott would yeah. been delighted if he'd been playing now because of the, the passes he'd made forward with his runs he makes. See, when you had that yeah. threat, though, when you've got that threat of someone like Arfield for that central yeah. area of the pitch, the scored, Rangers scored a goal at Tynecastle when he ran away beyond Cholak and it dragged Michael. Smith all the way in but the pass actually went to Kent Absolutely. the ball goes to Kent he then get, does his thing cross it and Cholak scores a goal it was the start of the season actually and that type of thing when you've got that like I said it's not always about getting the uh, getting the pass because mm -hmm. it went forward it then dropped to get the second ball because they're in the right areas to get yeah. it it finds its way to Kent I think it was Cholak actually picked it up the second ball fed out of Kent and he gets his goal well, didn't it? Pitodri, didn't he? in the late, yep. the late game when the Rangers won 3-2 of course yep. remember it was, it was through actually Arfield runs and the goals minute, that's yeah. what got them the goals and that's a difficult role to pick up but that's what I'm saying the likes of Cantwell can, that can see their passes I'll tell you you two are on a roll we're going to hear the manager speak about uh, Tillman in a moment or two and what, in fact let's hear him what he said about his fitness this week Malik tried to train in the middle of the week and he just felt stiff in a number of areas so we've just decided not to take the risk we've obviously we felt we had enough for this game without him and obviously we have a quarter-final coming up which we're earmarking uh, uh, for his return. And will he be fit for that? It's an option but obviously uh, priorities and the team play well today so who are you taking out? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Kenny Miller, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for making the switch. More and more people tuning in live and also downloading the app. A lot of people play it back on the night shift and all the rest. Peter, it's a way of keeping people awake, apparently. I'll put them to sleep. Never <laughs> be <before. laughs> Never. Your two voices are so not working. That's right. Yeah, we heard you in Radio Scotland at the weekend. That could be arranged. Oh, well, that's okay. I'm saying nothing, Paul. Sorry about that. It's fine there when you're on the old auntie Beeb at the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Very good. You enjoy the game? I enjoyed the game, yeah. yeah. Was, I thought St. Murn were very well organised. Yeah. Stevie worked really hard with his team. They were very good shape. And then obviously the sending off changed it completely. Yeah. VAR. We talked about VAR yesterday. So Don't talk about No, it. let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it. You both talked about the same player that uh, Alistair Johnson's been speaking about, um, Leila Bada. He's just so dynamic. That goes to show for all of our wingers, I think. They all pose just a little, slightly different threat. Um, whether it's Dyson, Jota, James, um, whoever it is that you want, we want to bring on the wing, Haxa, for example. Um, also talented and just a nightmare. I know as a fullback, when you go up against a winger for 60 minutes and they're running you, running you ragged, and then all of a sudden a new fresh winger comes on who's just as good, that poses a different threat, it's always a nightmare. So, you know, I almost feel for the St. Mirren fullbacks, it's a tough job. Um, and yeah, Abada is just so direct, so clean on the ball. Um, and does a really good job coming inside, linking play. and course it's nice to see the, the wee man get on the score sheet as well so now I'm really happy for him the wee man <laughs> lovely to hear that isn't it you, you feel as though you're listening to an episode of you know Friends or some or opera or whatever Chris Rock uh, but what a player the manager's been speaking about Abada as well he was great all the boys that came on were fantastic in terms of just making an impact on the game Liel certainly one of those we know he's a threat um, you know the way the game was setting up I thought it was going to suit him because he'd get a bit of space to run at people and he's just He's just a really hard player to stop, uh, you know, when those kind of conditions are there and he's always a goal threat and, um, you know, credit to him. He's a young man who, um, you know, has played a lot of football over the last two years and, you know, through that time has been consistent in terms of making an impact on the game and he's still improving. Peter, do you think, uh, what do you want to say about Abata and also 
will he play tomorrow night from the start? I think he will. I think he's done enough. I mean, and that's nothing against the boys. I just think the manager maybe think a freshness in it. Um, he's a great goal-scoring threat from wide. Kenny will tell you, when the ball's on the opposite side, there's nothing better when your opposite wide player is getting in the box. There's nothing to support that striker. He does it constantly. It's not by luck. You know, he's had a lot of goals from that position. But I thought he'd done very, very well at the weekend. They put them on the back foot and that was a big change. And it was nothing that Mieda hadn't done in the game. It was just, well, look, three substitutes were on the scored. <laughs> that yeah. tells you enough about Celtic and that's what we've said constantly about them three substitutes going Matt O'Reilly O and Abad all going and scored but they all had an effect on the game in different ways anyway you know within the, the period they were on the 45 minutes and some of them uh, 30 minutes but um, Abad I've been really impressed when he came in, and as Kenny says his youthfulness as well he's only 20, 21 years of age there's a lot of learning to go on there and hopefully he sits, he's not like the rest and rushes too quickly when people were talking about last week was it the Israeli manager was talking about and his game time and whatever you don't listen to that you know the right moments and he's got to have the right people around about him to make sure if it's staying at Celtic and learning and becoming a better player you know because it's a massive club under massive pressure winning trophies at that age there's not a better feeling so he's got to continue to do that and continue to work at it and continue to learn his trade Changes tomorrow night do you think Kenny for Celtic against Hearts? Uh, yeah, there could be. I mean, obviously, yeah. went into the game against St Mirren. It was the same lineup that uh, won the cup final. Mm. Uh, I said, who knows? You, you just don't know. know. I mean, you yeah. don't, I mean, there's real strength and depth within the squad. So he may look at I me mean, it's, it's not going to be an easy game. I mean, Hearts are the mm. third best yeah. team in the country for a reason, you know. So they're going to go there and they'll be looking to go there and get a result. They're not going to be any walkover. So if Ange feels it's right to make the change, I think he says he'll pick the team that he feels will, will win that game on the night so if he's picking a bad if he again hacks a ban of it she's been I forgot yeah, about him because you know, he came in and really lit it up when yeah. he first came in and it's another player in that area if it's James Forrest a serial trophy winner at the club can barely get a minute of action you know so they've got real options in that in that area I just feel he's one player again Matt O'Reilly now seems to have found himself a lot about the team because of the form of Aaron Moy but I think those two players in our game are, are top top level and he had a big impact when he came on as well didn't he the builder well, you look at it, getting you, a goal that's what I'm yeah. saying you look at the team and predominantly the back five stay the goalkeeper plus mm -hmm. the back yeah. four they're the guys that very rarely change unless there's any injuries then you've got Callum yep. there's your six and then all of a sudden it's either been Hatate Matt has maybe dropped out you know Aaron Moy between them yep. then you've got David Turnbull who's not got on and there have been five I think there was five subs used in the final and five used again at the weekend David wasn't one of them mm -hmm. And every time he's come on, he's had an impact in the respect that he scored a goal or whatever, you know. So that shows you the quality of the other guys as well, you know. So Haxabanovic has done really well, Mieda's done very well, you've got Jota doing very well, you've got Abada doing very well, you've got O getting fitter, you know, who knocks people about and is different for Kyogo. Yeah. And Kyogo's just a threat. People were saying that the game is hard, he hadn't had a touch. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, but I'm saying, watch his movement. Watch his movement. He's dropping his shoulder, he's going behind. He's not receiving the ball, but his movement's. Traffic, you know, it's like old striker play. Kenny used to come short, go long, vice versa, and he'd done it. And Dunn was dead then, and all of a sudden, that you get the opportunity, Dunn gets sent off, and that's when everything changed for sure. St. Martin. It was really, really difficult for them then. Here's Ange speaking about playing Hearts tomorrow and again at the weekend. Yeah, again, what we've tried to do is treat every sort of challenge separately, every game separately, every competition separately so that our approach doesn't change because I think if you fall into the trap of just lumping these two games together and say well this is going to be our approach in both these games I don't think it works um, we all know league games are different to, to cup games we all know playing at home is different to playing away particularly you know playing at Celtic Park and playing at Tyne Castle so I think even though you're playing the same opposition I think we're preparing ourselves for two different games and we haven't looked beyond tomorrow night at the moment that's where our focus is and 
you know, it's going to be a good challenge. They're a good side. They've been a consistent side. I mean, since I've been here the last two years, obviously they're, you know, they're, they're pretty much consistently beating third position. Um, they've been very consistent. They've got European football this year, which I think has helped their players in terms of their growth. Um, I think they've got a better, they've got a stronger squad this year than they had last year. So, with all that in context, we know it's going to be a, a good challenge for us. Um, Kenny, looking to that game, nothing much has changed, has it, since you went to Huddersfield when you came back in the sense that, yeah, Michael Beale came in because you went down in November just yeah, after the yeah, World, World Cup. Cup break, yeah. uh, it seems a while ago in some ways, but um, Rangers had lost nothing until the Cup final. What are you thinking for Celtic tomorrow night? Do you, do you look at it, are Rangers fans looking, thinking, right, they might uh, drop some points and the league might still happen? Or I know you're not going to say it's over, but... It's not about being playing over. Like you're, you're asking... you're. Celtic will have lost one game yep. and how was it 70 or 80 games yep. or whatever it's been in the in the league look at his face uh, <laughs> well, listen <laughs> you, you, you're now asking them potentially to lose four in the next 11 yep. like the reality is it's not going to happen that's it so I mean, you always hope you know against against Hearts you just know maybe a Celtic player slips and gets sent off and makes a mistake and all of a sudden the game changes but the way they're going about their business all things being equal it's going to be a tough night for Robbie and Hearts going to, going to Celtic Park they are the third best team uh, they've got some really really good players and on their day they can trouble Celtic there's absolutely no doubt about it but you would the smart money would be on Celtic getting the three points particularly at home again like Can says becomes a different game on uh, on Saturday uh, at Tynecastle and it being a cup where maybe there's that there's nothing to lose element to it. And Peter, can I throw it to you? Do you think that Rangers, I heard Kenny saying earlier, Rangers need to keep winning in the in the league every single game. Do you expect Rangers to continue winning? Yes, I do. Because I think they've been, as I say, bringing these players in can't well and that'll improve mm -hmm. the group. If the other injured boys back, I think Roof's out for the season if I'm right, yes, right to be. Yep. So yep. you've got Cholak obviously getting a game. He's left Morella's out last week. So all of a sudden you've got these guys trying to say, well, some guys with contracts up, you know, and I think it's so important. The manager spoke about the fact that he's talking to players, but it's important how they finish the season. And I think they'll show their character during this period because at the end of the day, as Kenny rightfully said, you've got to get as close to Celtic as you possibly can. If Celtic slip up, you've got to make sure that you're on the, the shirt tails. That's a fact. You know, imagine Celtic slipped up and then Rangers lost, and that just would be totally unacceptable. That'd be even worse for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Celtic. And I agree with what the manager said there, and that's exactly the point we are making. That's the way Celtic and Rangers should be, that you're only worrying about the next game. Don't worry about Tynecastle at the weekend. That doesn't matter. That's not even in the thoughts at this moment in time. Tomorrow night's the most important one. Win that, dust yourself down, and then you go to Tynecastle, which is always, in the respect, I know people always say it's a difficult venue to go. Yeah. It's completely different because you've got 60,000 at Celtic Park, yeah. and all of a sudden it's mostly Hearts fans at Tynecastle, you know what I mean, in the respect to that. So it's always that sort of intimidating atmosphere a fantastic atmosphere to play in but it's a, it's a, it's a cup tie when you play there every time sure. you play Hearts anyway even in the league matches it feels like a cup tie so it doesn't change these players the expectations at Celtic doesn't change home or away and that's the way the manager's got them focused so it's up for the players to perform but as Kenny says any incidents now we've got VAR which has always caused problems everywhere it worries you about it, it? Always, almost does and well, I said that for day one yeah, absolutely yeah. for day one I've said it and that's the problem you have so you, there's, no, there's always an expectation on you to win but you've got to do your job well so much I want to ask both of you and Kenny we do want to ask you about Rangers and who do you think will go during the summer we've got the list of players that are out of contract I think that'll be just after the news probably because that's just a few minutes away another fact is that Celtic can equal their winning season of 2012-2013 title winning points wise 
if they beat Hearts tomorrow, Peter. Ten games still to be played. You might not want to tempt fate. And your old club could set a new world record. 11 wins would see the league leaders set a new world record of 109 from a possible 114 during a 38-game season. It just shows you the standard of set. And it doesn't matter who you are or what you're playing against. To show that consistency is phenomenal. It doesn't matter what league you're in because there's always something you slip up or you don't perform well. As Celtic proved against St Mirren when they lost 2-0. So it always happens. But that consistency over the period of time, you know, and the level of performance as well, not, not just the consistency winning because it's been a joy to watch their European venture against top quality sides. They've had all these games in, in, yeah. in that period as well. So it's been really, really tough period in the respect of that. They've kept producing performances and victories. And as I say, that's why you've got to give the manager great credit. But the players deserve it as well because they're the ones that's got to go on the pitch and produce it. And they're the ones that's going on into doing the business on the football field. And Kenny, of course, you've got winners' medals from your time at Celtic as well. You were three times at Rangers. You are a Rangers legend. But I, the first time I met you, I was impressed. You know, when you spoke about it, you gave everything you had for Celtic at that period. Yeah, at the time, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a successful season. It yeah. was a, a league in, in Scottish mm-hmm. Cup double. It was the last 16 of the Champions League where... Uh, it was the San Siro it was 2 0 nils against AC Milan and it was a caca wonder goal and an injury time that, that, that knocked uh, that knocked us out that year AC Milan I think went on to win it that year you know yeah. so you, it was a, a good year I mean things personally things could have went better in terms of the amount of goals but I, mean, I scored some big goals in that season there was Champions League goals there was uh, an injury time uh, winner in the Scottish Cup quarter final I think it was against Inverness so it was, uh, but there's some, there were some moments again. But for me, I've, it's always been, it's not been about the individual awards or individual goals that you want to set yourself. It's about these teams winning trophies and winning leagues. And at the end of the season, there's nothing better when you've put all that work in and the sacrifices that you make. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're lifting those league trophies or Scottish cups at the end of the season, it's all worth it. But at these clubs, you park it, you have your two week holiday, and then you get ready to go again. <laughs> A serial winner. That's what it was, and that, that's what you've got to do. But it's that mentality you've got to have. It was hard enough to play for a Celtic or Rangers to play for both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable, you know. Only five people jump. have done it, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, although I remember the first Alfie, obviously, at the, the time. Yeah. You know, so I knew Alfie quite well because he was out in Coat Bridge with Willie Henderson that quite a bit. And uh, yeah. I used to love him as a player, you know. Yeah. And to be fair, the one thing about these guys, whenever they've pulled the jersey on, they've gave 100% mm-hmm. trying to do their best for Celtic in the, the green and white hoops. And that was that's all supporters ask for. As long as you give it your maximum, that's what they want. Are you going to give 100% you two in the next hour? Absolutely. Great first hour. 110, Paul. Did you ever play against each other? I think you may just have missed. We've been doing looking at the ten. record book. I think he's too young, unfortunately. <laughs> Only just, though. Just, I think yeah. it was like... I, I think, was 34 or something, 35 <laughs> at that time when he was too young. I think uh, Peter had just left and I was just making my breakthrough at that, at that year or, or made yeah. my debut anyway. Were you 17? It's when I made my debut, yeah. yeah. Said that. I remember you playing an early game lie. and you scored a hat-trick at Kilmarnock. I remember, two, remember two, you were talking about that. I've told you, that's four, right. Yeah, I remember it was a 2 yeah. one, one, uh, Young Kenny Miller, a senior goal and then a, then a solo goal. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't remember. <laughs> Back after the news. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 
the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Cold night ahead. It's going to be cold up the Trosslicks, isn't it? This is what, oh, minus five, they said, if you're oh, in wow. central Scotland. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going down to Dumbarton to watch Dumbarton Sterling later on. So oh, it's freezing down there. Oh, oh you're a glutton for punishment, Granny. Did you get this at Huddersfield? Is it a bit warmer? No, it was chilly down there as well. We, yeah. would, we would have to wait some, like, postpone training for the for the pitches, they thought, oh. at some point. So I think it was quite. Uh, Where it's at. Area yeah, yeah, where yeah. at. It, was, it was quite tough, no, but it was, uh, no, it was just as cold, I'll tell you that. 0808 17 17 700 we're going to take a call or two in this hour with Kenny Miller and Peter Grant in the first hour there's a lot about Ange Postacoglu because tomorrow is his 100th game in charge and of course 250 goals during that period he was asked overall about goals the goals are important aside from the sort of statistical sort of emphasis on it it's just you know, it's the kind of team we want to go along we want to be a team that, that plays sort of aggressive football we want to be a team that scores a lot of goals and it's not easy to do and it's easy to say a lot of a lot of clubs and a lot of managers want to play attacking football but we all know it's not that easy um you know not not just from the point of view of the dominance you have but also in terms of the mindset because you know the weekend's game is probably a good example where we're, we're kind of 3-1 up against 10 men and, and we could have really seen the game out you know there's a real strong desire within within the group and some of that that's driven by just competitiveness guys you know who are coming on want to want to make an impact you know they want to score goals they want to play their part in what we do and that I think it's helped us score more goals than you would normally see, even in, te- even in a team that's dominant. Every day is a school day, even for Ange Postacoglu. He learned today about gifts. You saw that moment, Carter Vickers passed. Did you see it then? Yes. You see it on social media and the manager's look. He was asked about it this afternoon. Yeah, I just, I just got an education from Ian. I want a gift. Is. All right. Um, yeah, uh, look, I guess so. Look, I'm, I'm a human being. I've got a, I'd like to think I've got a sense of humour. You know, My mates tell me I'm pretty funny, but... Uh, that's all right, but you know, don't don't be mistaken. I'm not in the dressing room pulling pranks and giggling in the corner at others' misfortune. Uh, it's just, uh, like I said we're human beings, and uh, I think no one's more surprised than me, other than Cameron himself, at uh, at the pass he made that uh, in that moment. So yeah, it was unlike him. Can we show him any videos of any of you? Passes. We laughed at quite a lot. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of gifts. Yeah. Any any memorable passes that you think? What was I uh, thinking? Maybe yeah. no passes. But a couple yeah. of definitely a few misses. <laughs> that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, what striker doesn't? How yeah. many goals? Uh, 280-odd. 280-odd goals, Peter. It is uh, phenomenal. But it's good to see and hear him, you know, a bit of humour from the manager. So important. You know, and I, listen, they were talking about the amount of goals they've scored. Yeah. I'd be interested to see the amount of goals they've conceded because people talk about tactics. Mm-hmm. Celtic play really predominantly two at the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it tells you tactics go out the window in the respect of that. It's the players knowing their jobs and their roles within the team and the amount of pressure they're putting on the opposition, not allowing them to play forward. I think all these things have got to take great credit and that's why they've scored the amount of goals because they've won the ball high, which you would all, Kenny will always tell you, any Celtic football time you've been at Celtic Football Club, you were expected to try and get the ball further up the pitch and win it as quickly as you can. It's not a new phenomenon, this closing down. You were always closest man to get the ball, get it back as quickly as you can, play forward, get crosses in or get shots away. That was the way it always was. But now, not conceding, as I say, when you're playing two at the back, I mean, Saturday, eh, Sunday, sorry, at the game, it's amazing. They were nearly in the final third of St Mirren, the two centre-backs. That's how high they were. 
and people are saying, well, the space is in behind them. Yeah, it is, but it's hard to lift your head. <laughs> you know, if they're not allowing you to lift your head. And so there's nobody to run there because everybody's back defending. Defending, yeah. exactly, and they couldn't get out. And it's great credit to them. So another minor amount of goals they've scored. I'd be interested to see how many they've conceded as well in that period. I'm sure we'll give you that in a moment or two. We're going to go on the lines in a second or two. Kenny, what about this summer? Um, it, it can't be a t- all the players that are going, they're not all going to go this summer. Or are they? What do you think? I would be surprised if if they all went. Have you got? I've got. I think I'm yeah, missing one yeah. for the list. I've got okay. Jack Calander, McGregor, Davis, Arfield, Kent, Morelos all out. And is there one more? Yeah, Manic Tillman, obviously. Uh, Tillman, the Lord, yeah, he'll sure. Yeah, Davis, Calander, Jack, Kent, Alan McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd want the keeper to stay, or would you? I, I, I would. Yeah. I yeah. would. But I think in that case, I think there's a few situations that are different. I think Davis and McGregor, uh, particularly McGregor, because he's playing every single week yeah. still, and he's still the number one, and still arguably the best goalkeeper in the, in the country so it's uh, I think it'll be up to him mm-hmm. well, what he wants to do yeah. does he want to stay does he want to and I think if, if he is going to stay and like at the start of the season if his role is going to be maybe different to what it, what he thought it was going yeah. to be mm-hmm. that needs to be communicated and then he can make his decision accordingly and I think he's earned the right over his, oh, yeah. over his Rangers career to he get couldn't that. have enjoyed that this season because no, he thought he, he was number one and then he found out he wasn't it was a strange yeah. it was a strange mm-hmm. thing that these types of conversations never had sorry never happened pre him signing the contract but I think guys like Kent and Morelos as well they are a little bit in control of their own destiny because it looks like they might be looking at other things and being a free transfer and maybe their best opportunity to get the, the moves that they crave uh, and Michael's talked about the big decisions that need to be made I think I don't think they'll all go you know I'm not sure I would spend uh, what is it five or six million on Tillman at the moment again you've seen Cantwell like there's similar players like one of them might play one of them might not I don't think you can afford to have those two players and one of them is no playing mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know if they'd sign him but I would expect some kind of maybe two or three of those players to stay mm-hmm. again and these are I would like to see McGregor stay and yeah. I, for one of the reasons I think when you're, if you're losing McGregor, Davis and Arfield for instance I think you're losing a big part of your dressing room I think experienced players are really really in modern day outside of football undervalued yeah Inside football clubs, I think the presence that they bring, the standards that they set every single day, again, guys that have, have lived and breathed yeah. success at a certain football club, they're invaluable in my opinion. Here's, they really Sean. Are. Here's Sean on the line, big Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. How you all doing, gentlemen? Hi, Sean. Hi, Thank you. See, to be honest, right, I think all them, as I've been saying, might know stay. I think if Rangers have got any chance of signing them, Kent 50-50... Morelis, I think, is over. Alan McGregor will definitely not sign a new contract. Like it or no, he's too old. He's, I don't think he's good enough to stay another year. That's only mm. my opinion. But and Stephen Davis is probably the same. Good player. Probably just at his age, coming up for 38, 39. He's probably finished now at Rangers level. He's finished at uh, football level. I think it's probably Kent. Is the, re- the chance it's probably... I'm saying... 50-50 but in real life it's probably 20 percent but I, I think I've, I don't think anyone will really stay maybe Ken at a push What do you think Peter? That's an yeah. interesting one for Sean you know because you're talking about Alan McGregor I think if you're letting Alan McGregor you've got to go and make sure you have a number one you're bringing a number one and that's going to cost, cost you a few Bob you know to do that that's very important Stephen Davis, obviously, he's got a bad injury at this moment, unfortunately. Um, I think he's still got a big part to play at the football club. I think if he's not going to be playing, I think I would, if I was Michael Beale, he'd be coming with me on the staff. 
with his experience right. he's got if he doesn't want to continue play I think he'd be too invaluable the experience he's got internationally you know and the quality of player he is you know I think he'd still have a for me if I was looking and I was a manager of Rangers I would definitely be keeping Stephen Davis there okay. 100% Ryan Kent what do you feel Kenny I think I mean I said I, I would agree with Sean I think if out of anybody that's that would be top of the list to be re-signed for Michael I think I think Ryan Kent would be maybe near the top of that list I think it's in his hands and he's got to decide what he wants to do what I would ask Sean would be would yeah. you be willing to commit to Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos on a contract to, for three year contract on 40 grand a week at the moment on what you're actually seeing them to just week in week out well, see, 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 Ken, um, Kenny, legend, Ken, maybe forty grand, uh, uh, maybe, but uh, Paul Morales, but, but the problem is with Rangers and Craig, uh, that, and you might talk about with Celtic as well. I don't know the budget. I don't really. I say. I think I've said this before. And go. I, I think there's probably if somebody's got to get between forty to forty-five grand at Rangers or Celtic. It's probably got to be one player. I don't think Rangers can pay uh, Morelis and Kent at that level. I think either one takes 40 and one takes 30, but mm-hmm. I think even taking one taking 40 and one taking 30, I think Rangers' board is probably going, right, we can't go any further mm-hmm. with us. Because the board have paid out big time. One of the issues is a lot of the players are not available. Came our roof. You've hardly seen him. You're not going to see him again this season. But he's got another year in his contract. So many players, Hollander will probably go. I mean, we worked out last week with Barry and Mark. It's probably 150 grand a week of wages that just now they get nothing back from them because we haven't seen them. But that harms at clubs, Paul. Unfortunately, you know, I'm looking at it. and I'm thinking young Hadji as yeah, well. Sure. You know, yeah. would you, Sean? Would you keep Tillman? I've seen. Would you keep Tillman at your football club? Because if you keep Alexia Tillman and you can move Cantwell to the left hand side or a Hadji out there. You know, all of a sudden you're saying, "Well, Ryan Kent." Yeah, I would, I would, I would keep telling me that. Yeah, um, Craig, um, Peter. Yeah, I would. yeah. Peter, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. I know you've called you're me. Probably, you've you probably called, <laughs> called me different things before. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter, what do you feel about Tillman? I've liked. I think yeah. he's got very good feet. You know, I think as a young man, I think he's learning his trade. I think he's got the perfect size for for the modern day footballer. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, he doesn't work hard enough against the ball and whatever. I think they're all things you can work on with young players. You know, the manager's working with him day in, day out. He'll know if he's got that hunger in him to do that. If he has got that uh, eth- that work ethic to improve, I think Michael would look to try and make something happen there. As you yeah. say, all of a sudden you're changing the middle to front then. You maybe say, well, Ryan Kent can go because, as you say, maybe if the 40 grand's too much or 45 is too much. So all of a sudden you've got a Hadji and you've got a Cantwell can play in that area to replace a Ryan Kent different types of players but they both play in that area of the field I don't see Ryan playing the right hand side I don't see Todd Cantwell playing the right hand side yeah. but I also see Tillman playing on the right hand side because he's naturally left footed and that allows James Trevanier to get forward you know what I mean so that's the way Rangers play anyway so it still allows you that and that's the way Mike will be looking he's saying I agree with Kenny I don't think there'll be wholesale changes Celtic didn't have wholesale changes really at the time when you think about it they had to bit, do it bit by bit by bit we didn't know Kyogo, when people like Kyogo and that were coming in, everybody's questioning everything. 
and everything weird. We're bringing people from Asia, whatever. Don't they have lost so many players. Yeah, how they going, what are they going to be yeah. like in Scotland? You know, cold, wet, going to the Ashford mm-hmm. Turf at Livingston. All these yeah. questions were asked. You know, so you never know. So it depends whether they're in the market. Michael knows the youth scene. Mm-hmm. So the boys he grew up with run about they'll be about 24, like the Cantwells, not yeah. now, but 24, 25, 26. So you'll know a lot of boys down in England that. But they're so expensive mm-hmm. to get them for the, the, the Premier League sizes we've spoke about before. And plus, they've got 25 players they have to name in their squads. So mm-hmm. it's not as easy to get that top quality you're looking for. So sometimes, with the range, yes, Sean. That's the thing, right? right? See the Angels and Celtic, we would be wanting maybe one player or a top player uh, maybe come to end his career playing for Rangers Celtic at 45 to 40 grand. But see, 45 grand a week, you could be playing for a Wolves and might not even make the bench. Absolutely. No, 100%. Kenny, Rangers need somebody in your position. They need an out-and-out striker, don't they? Assuming, Morelos, most people think it's over for Morelos, but they should put the money, and he will be working, you'd imagine, to identify a new striker. Well, I think he said publicly, was it last week or the week before, that he's potentially identified someone to replace Morelos if he does go. It does look like Morelos will go, even the fact that he was left out after the cup final and the performance and he was left out for, for the game at home at Kilmarnock at the weekend and Cholat was in. It does look like he could be on, on the way. And you know what? It might be best for everybody. Mm-hmm. It might be Alfredo's best chance to go and get that move to, a, again, I don't know, a French league, a, a, a German league, a Spanish league or, or down to England on a free transfer. I mean, his goal returns and his value for money as, as a Rangers signing is, is never going to be uh, forgot. I mean, he scored a lot of goals. I think he came for just over a million pound I mean the oh, value for money has yeah. been incredible for what it's produced particularly in the, on, the, on the European stage as well so uh, and the fans have the loved him haven't they have, he's yeah. absolutely adored again this, these are the things when these players are looking to move it's like it's, the grass isn't always greener mm-hmm. you know it's like you're you're absolutely loved by a set of fans you're, you're, there's a demand and expectation putting you to go and win and be successful and you're playing in front of a wonderful crowd every week and you're, when you're the goal scorer and you know you're you're scoring goals most weeks. It's a it's a good place to be, you know. But it's uh, it's one where it's five six years he's been at the club now. Maybe he feels it's time to move on and, and, and get a freshness. And I think at this moment that would be the the the, the, the sorry the general opinion of most Rangers fans. That it might be the time for him to move on. Actually, Kenny Miller, you're in a unique position to answer something that Peter Grant has said all season that there are three clubs that have got the demands like nobody else. Rangers, Celtic. Manchester United not a Liverpool not a Arsenal or whatever he believes that there's nothing like it playing for the big two up here unless it's Man United in the sense of expectation of the media the fans the establishment I, I, I think I mean that's like, I've, I've said a similar thing in relation to like teams in, in the UK in terms of the size I'd throw Liverpool in it in terms of the yeah. histories and the traditions the things that they've won but no I, I would have to agree I think there's a there is no other place like Glasgow, you know, with, with, with those two teams and the demands that are put on them and the expectations, no matter what. I mean, we've, again, we were talking about these things that's been thrown out this week about budgets and who spends the most normally wins and this type of thing. That That's that's irrelevant in Glasgow. Yeah. You know, you've got to go and win. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And I think when you're talking about maybe a few million here or there, it's not like the astronomical amounts like Rangers and Celtic are facing against the teams in the Champions League. Yeah. You know, what you're talking about, a team that's pretty much like for like, yeah, they might spend a little bit more money because of the successes they've had over the last 10 years and the Champions League monies and X, Y and Zs, but 
listen, fans don't are not interested. You know, we want to see our team picking a league title up and we want 55 to be 56. That's it for the Rangers fans. And Celtic are now on the chase to try and catch Rangers. That's it. And they'll they'll be that'll be in their shites as well, the yeah. way they're going at the moment. So it's an incredible place to be and play football. And that's where like we kind of take for granted that you expect everybody to thrive on that and really enjoy it. Listen, everything there's 50 human beings that are in these squads, you know, know everybody is. And that's why, again, Sean, for me, guys like yeah. McGregor, I'm telling you, these guys, there's, these are few and far between in this day and age. Guys that go to Celtic Park and will stand up, win, lose or draw, getting beat 2-0, winning 2-0, stand up and thrive on these occasions. And these players, I'm telling you, are invaluable. And I would be aware of what you wish for by letting these guys go. Peter? Well, I've said it many times, yeah. you know, Kenny's in a very yeah. privileged position. Mm -hmm. He's done it for both in the respect of that. I've done it for one and I told you I've been doing there for 26 years and I keep saying it. You know, the expectation. You see Manchester United at the weekend get a doing and it's yep. everything. You know, that's the way it is up here with Celtic and Rangers and, and, and even down south and all over. Everybody talks about it. The expectation, there is no second place up here. We keep talking about the players. But playing for Celtic or playing for Rangers, it's not just the football ability. And we keep talking about the mentality to play for them. That's why I think Stephen Davis would be vital for the likes of Michael because his backroom staff, I'm not, I don't know much of them. I know their yep. names, I know who they are, you know, but I look at them, they're not really a background of Rangers men in the respect no, of that. Right. He has alluded to it. I think, Kenny, would that be right? The manager did speak about Stephen Davis a few months ago and indicated there were chats about the future. I think they have, yeah. I think, and I, I agree with Peter. I mean, you look across the city and John Kennedy's been through, I don't know, mm. is it now four or five managers he's been in? He's because of the horrific injury he received yeah. as a player as well. Uh, he's been in about the clubs I mean, forever now. Yeah. You know, he's part of the furniture. So he knows the traditions, he knows the demands that, that are, are required to represent that football club. And as you say, like you say at Rangers, there, there's, I don't really think there's, there's any. At, at that place that's and it's no right or wrong, Peter, you know, but I think it, I think it looks good. The optics are good. If he's right and if he's happy to do it and he's 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 interested in, in taking up that type of role, which I'm I'm sure he would be, because he, he loves the football club. But I think these types of people have said that they are they are invaluable. They are again, it's the demands, Peter, isn't it? It's the daily it's the daily standards that are set. These guys set the standards. They don't let people away with the no going to the line and stopping that foot short or mm. no going round that corner when there's running to be done. You you get it done. You don't moan. These are guys that are invaluable to football clubs. No Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> no, no, but that's what yeah. I'm saying to Sean because Sean obviously is big Rangers man in the respect of that. Yep. That's a demand that he would want from his players. Yep. You know, so you've got to remember that's what these guys are in there. And if I said to him now, name all the boys that's got that, be, mm -hmm. there'd only be that many. You know, you would say, for Celtic, I've got that bit of fortune with Alexa McGregor that's been there a long time. You know, and you say to yourself, there, there's somebody that's leading it. Then you've got James Forrest who's been there for a long time. Scott yeah. Brown was there for a long time during all these mm -hmm. periods. So they always had people round about there who knew that you have to win. And then, so when these guys came in, within five minutes, they had to know what was happening. And they had to buy into that or they wouldn't have lasted five minutes they were back out the door again. Sean, it was two years ago today that you'd clinched the title and yeah, you're the man You're the man that said, he, you said on goal, Rangers would win it by 25 points. So give us two yeah, quick... Yeah. Well, well, see a wee bit of wee question there. I think I actually said it in February. I think I was no, a no, bit earlier. I, I know you did, I know. <laughs> What's your predictions for tomorrow night then? What do you think's going to happen? Hibs Rangers? Tomorrow night, I fancy Rangers 2-0 and I think Celtic will win 4-0. And if you were the boss at Rangers, how would you be with the players? Because you're on fire tonight. Well, would you be a good manager? Well, if, I was the if I was the boss at Rangers, I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd be like Charlotte Ferguson. If I, I would, I would love him at Rangers. 
because uh, Dufflin's, as we start, Ferguson, he yeah. took, he, remind you, he took no rubbish, and when yeah. players lacked, he, he told them you need to prove. But I will say one thing, what I agree with you says earlier, you says about three teams, Man United, uh, Rangers and Celtic, they'd be Liverpool and that. See, the rest of the teams in the UK, right, we'll put the UK in, because this is where it's got okay. to be about. See, the rest, the rest is all okay. been bought with money. If you took, if you took the rest out, Man City, you don't even know I'm a Man City fan, right? But Man City, Newcastle, which's coming in the future, mm. they all been bought with. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, actually, yep. actually won it with the way. Like, look at Celtic; they won the Champions League in 1967. It breaks my heart to him. <laughs> well done, Sean. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> so, Sean, we need to let you go. <laughs> the Champions League, the European Cup, <laughs> the European Cup. Every one of them were the winners. Aye, were the champions, weren't they? And it was champions. It's champions. Champions versus champions. Then, Sean, you're on fire. Thanks for the call. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 0808 17 17 700, that's the number to call to speak to Peter Grant and Kenny Miller. You can join us in the conversation at Go Football Show. Glasgow Cup today, so it was Rangers against Celtic at Auchinhowie, and Celtic won 3 1. Uh, there was, I think, first half performances for Yilmaz, who was back. Uh, and John Souter, who you saw briefly last week, he's been out for such a long time, Kenny, isn't it? Uh, it'd be great to see him back. Yeah, it would. I mean, he's, he's it's been a long way back for him. I mean, I think it was the first game of the season you seen him at Livingston, uh, and and he's not been seen since. And he's had some some unlucky injuries over the last few seasons. So it's good to see him back. Hopefully, he stays fit and healthy for the, the well the remainder of his career. Would be great because he's had a real tough road. And Peter, for your old club, it's uh, the Glasgow Cup. You've played in many of them, so Celtic uh, take the honours today. I remember one of the, we never ever taken part in it, Paul, um, as in played the first team. And I remember, I think it was Graham Souness' first it game. Was. It was. We played at Ibrox, yep. and it was full, wasn't it? And we it got was. beat 3 2. I think, I'm not sure if Coyce scored a hat trick, actually. <laughs> that means he did. Uh, I probably. think he probably yeah. did. But it was, a, right. it was unbelievable. It was a Friday night, was it? Friday night. Yeah. I, mean, I think that was the only time I ever played in the Glasgow Cup. You know, in that particular time, because all of a sudden, as soon as that came, and there was a big thing about it, obviously. Sure. 50,000, was it? was there? incredible. It you know, Friday night, we could, couldn't believe it, you know. But all of a sudden, you were playing the Glasgow Cup, okay, right, that's strange, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, we over at Ibrox, and it was a full house, and we lost, unfortunately. And a Rangers great, a former striker, player of the year, Derek Johnson was there, and he saw the manager. I saw him, and I went, I said, how are you doing? He said, he's freed me. So that was, <laughs> so, which maybe at that time, you know, although Derek could be an amazing striker and uh, defender Absolute, for Rangers. Absolutely, both at centre-half and centre-forward. Did you know he scored one of Rangers' youngest goal scorer or something, the cup final or something? He did, in the 1971 cup one, final. One, one, League one. cup final, that's right. Yep, yep Celtic were all favourites. used to tell me that. That's all. Had, I think he rose between the great McNeil <laughs> and Craig. Shh, right, that's enough, 16 years that. old. Yep. <laughs> 16. 16 scoring in a cup final, Kenny. Outrageous, Amazing, isn't it? Incredible. The yeah. talent Big Derek had was just phenomenal. And he was what a great striker. And before Coyster, he was the top scorer, wasn't he? Post war, yeah, I think. He was a proper player, but you know, he could play any position. Yeah. Put in mind our own Tom McAdam. Yeah, Tom McAdam was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Probably scored the most goals in old Firm games or Celtic Rangers games. Um, used to score all the goals, Tom, time and time again for centre half. And then he ended up playing, God rest him, his brother Colin used to play against yeah, each other. And I think right. both of them scored in one game against, uh, I think it was 1 1 Celtic and Rangers, and uh, both of them scored that day. And Big Derek didn't want to be a striker, really wanted to play at the back, but he had a terrific career. 
Kenny Miller's back with us, back up from Huddersfield after a short period. In time, Kenny, it would be good to get back into coaching, obviously, but at oh. this point in the season, I mean, the last few weeks have been a managerial merry-go-round. Um, so probably looking to next year. Ah, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely hungry as ever mm. to get back in. I mean, it was a, it's a brilliant level to be working at in the Championship in England. Super competitive. It's, we're, thinking, we're talking about it before, and both me and Peter have yeah. now worked in, and played in it as coaches and players, and it's it's relentless, absolutely relentless. The games are coming thick and fast, which is great. Some respects, no so good other respects mm-hmm. in, in relation to prep times and recovery times for players, particularly older players, but it's not. It's a wonderful place to work. So, yeah, it's just, if, if anything, it's made me more hungry to get back in and, and get back on the grass with a group because it is, it's the next best thing is being a player, yeah. you know, and it's a different buzz, isn't it? You know, yeah, you're, you're working super hard every day and you're working with players. You, you, you what see, time are you up in the morning? Sorry, what, what's your routine? We never, we wouldn't be in, in super early. You right. know, we, yeah. we, you're getting up, your usual, you're... you're I mean, we're staying actually in a hotel some sort, staying up, maybe getting up at seven, the back of seven, yeah. getting our breakfast, heading into working. Listen, there's some long days, you yeah. know, I mean, there's, there's times that you're still in that training at the back of seven when you've had recruitment meetings or mm. you're you're going through this or you're going through that or you're just actually in the office watching games and the opponents or, or analysing previous games because maybe things have went like no so good and mm. things need to be corrected to then plan your working week to make sure yeah. the things that you need to work on, all the boxes are ticked going into this next game. So, that's it, again... We love it, you know, this yeah. is what we do. I mean, we're here talking about it, you know. At the, and that was, say, say we worked for eight in the morning till six at night. Mm. We're going home at night and having a dinner, we're still talking about sure. it, you know. And then you're, you're watching the your games. dinner and yeah. you're watching games uh-huh. or you're actually throwing the, uh, the jacket and the jeans on and you're going to a game because you're, you're you're going to watch a game because in that area of the country, there's so many teams that yeah. are just about you. You've got your, your Blackburns that are there, you've got Wigan that are right there, Rotherham's, Hulls are no too far away, mm. the Manchester clubs are there. You know, so you're right, in a, right in amongst it. So you'd be going and watching games because you've got, a, you, you play Blackburn in a couple of weeks or you've got Wigan in mm. a couple of weeks so you're going to watch them because it's always, it's better to take it in live, you've got a mm. better feel for them. You know, so it's, uh, listen, it's, it's, an, it's the best, it's the best job in the world, you know, and it's, it's, it's just unfortunate that you, when you find yourself out of it, it's, uh, that's why you do these things. You you want to stay in it, you want to stay involved yeah. in it somehow, so you want to be talking about it because you'd be doing that anyway. And Peter, I know you missed that because you were in quarter of a century uh, in football management. I, I, I loved it and I still do, Paul, you know, and you miss it every day. And you and might it, again. Oh, hopefully, yeah. God willing, you another opportunity for sure. You know, you want to do that. But as Kenny says, it's, it's a lonely place, but it's a brilliant place. You know, you got up in the morning, you used to get in you were regimented never and you'd done what time you got up in the morning you know what time you would get in and look after yourselves I'd always get in and do the gym first before the players and that started coming in then all of a sudden the day was ready and then you would be going to games all over the place and it was a wee bit more difficult down in Norwich I, I was brilliant at saying to everybody else make sure you don't stay too long because when you're down in Norwich it's a hell of a journey going everywhere so I used to say to all the staff make sure you go home early go and see your family Go, but I was stupid enough I'd stay on you know what I mean that, that yeah. was the way it was you know you just and that was one of the things I always remember it was one of my biggest regrets because that was the reason I decided to leave because I was burnt out you had the amount of driving I was doing I was coming back twice I nearly went off the road in my car and I just thought I had two young tired. Boys. I just oh. fell asleep and yeah. I went like no that's it and I remember Delia and that saying you're not going but I said no I need to because I've got two young boys and they're more important to me yeah. so there's all different and that, people don't realise that in the coaching side of it because as Kenny alluded to there you get back for your work it doesn't matter if it's 9 o'clock at night all of a sudden you're starting to look and say right what team will I pick on Saturday you know what will we do for training tomorrow even though you've done it all at the training ground 
You never switch off. It's it. funny though, Pierre, because we yeah. were like, so me and me and me and Mark were down there, and our family were up here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, you're, you're, it just consumes you, you know. Yeah. So you you are twenty four seven. So we went down. There was a got a house and things. So we went down to the wee pub down the bottom of the road to get some dinner one night, and we're sitting, and he's like, we're talking. So what do you think of the weekend? And if we played this formation, what do you think? He went goes to the waiter. Where can, can I get that pad that you've got <laughs> yeah. there? So he got the pad, and the waiter actually took the order on. He was giving that pen as well. Yeah. He went, Kenny, right there. You go right doing the five three two. Right, so I write doing what our best team. Four, four, two, four, two, three, one, four, three, three. With about 10 teams on the on, and this is us trying to have a dinner, you Absolutely. know. And it's like half seven. We've been in all day. We're now looking to again. It's just it's just non-stop because you, you when you're when you're obsessed with it, you know, you just don't switch mm -hmm. off. And it's really important that you try and find a way to get that balance. That you know you can switch off because again, both both me and Mark and you've been through it. You've got young families, you know, and, and you have to give time to that as well. And it's but unfortunately, when you're in this business, when you are that way inclined. It is, it just takes over, you know, and it's constant, constant thinking, driving to learn, driving to be better. How can we make this better? Can we be doing more? That's the question. Can we be doing more? It sounds as if it's a job you don't like. No. But <laughs> it does, you sure. know what I mean? You think, sure. bloody hell, that's hard. But you love it. We love it. Yeah. And that's why we do it. It's a unique job. And since you went away and came back, of course, Jim Goodwin had that just under a year at Aberdeen. Um, Barry Robson, I know you played alongside Barry. Most people would think they're back in the hunt for fourth position probably certainly top six what would you do with uh, if you were the Aberdeen boss I think it's uh, I think well as the Aberdeen um, boss I, think, I mean Chairman so, sorry no, I, think, yeah. I think Barry's in a position now and it's great to see him get a chance because he's been there for a number of years yeah. now with, with the youth teams I think he even had a, he's had involvement with the first team he as has, well yeah. so he's uh, he's got the opportunity now where he can go and show that he can do the job I think that was a really really big result for him at the weekend against yeah. Dundee United particularly because it was against Jim and Jim's team and he's the ex-manager but he's got the job and what I would say about him is you talk about guys with strong mentalities and things he's got that he's, he's got it in it he might be a coach and a manager uh, he's, he's served his apprenticeship I would say in relation to being at the club for, for a number of years and I think he showed real real cleverness by appointing who he's appointed to bring him up to the end to help yep. the end of the scene Steve Agnew a guy with great experience down in the I think the Championship and the Premier League yep. for a number of years and it shows a, for me it shows a real maturity to the decision because you see a lot of younger managers who have maybe not went down that road and I'm not saying it's that it has to be the way but I think when you have the opportunity to bring someone like that in to help you it's, uh, I think it was a masterstroke. What about Jim Goodwin at Dundee United? Just briefly, do you think he can save United? He can. I think this week's big for him and yep. I think this, again, the way I worked and we've been through there when we're down at Huddersfield when it's your week, when it's a game in hand that mm. you've got in a midweek where nobody else is playing that are kind of directly above you. This is their week mm -hmm. where they can go and put themselves a point behind. And at that, listen, it points nothing. Anything can happen. The one thing they need to do, they need to start winning games. We've yep. talked about it all night. Yep. They've not, they've lost seven games in a row. You know, they need to halt that. They're playing against a Livingston team who have lost four in a row. Yeah. And Davy Martindale's not going to be accepting to that type of form at that club because he's he's done a wonderful job there yeah. at that club. And they're now if they win tomorrow, they jump back into the top six. Yeah. So there's a lot at stake yeah. in that game, you know. But if Jim can get the result, there's no doubt. Even if he doesn't get the result, he yeah. can still keep them safe. Yeah. But it's, it's alarming if they end up going eight games and it's eight straight losses. It's maybe not about the manager, because this is the third manager at the club. Sure. It might be something more to do yeah. with, with the group of players mm -hmm. than actually the manager. What's your scoreline tomorrow night? What do you reckon, Livy against Dundee United? I'm going to shut on the fence and go 1-1. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what do you, what do you reckon? I just, oh, it's a difficult one because I'd, I'd like it to Jimmy be successful in the respect mm -hmm. of that because I know what happened. And we all said at the time when they got the job at Aberdeen, yeah. we thought it was a great appointment mm -hmm. for them. It didn't work out for whatever reasons. 
and we know that. We watch it on Saturday and listen, I seen Big Ryan Edwards down south and Big Ryan was done really well down south and defended really well. And I thought he was a really good signing for Dun United. He's had a bad couple of weeks in the respect of a couple of mistakes. Oh, yeah. And that sometimes happens. You have that lack of confidence. And maybe people used to, as I said last week, people going to say, oh, we need to do shape, we need to go and do this. Sometimes it's maybe taking a step back, mm -hmm. letting them breathe a little bit, that group. And Jim will be sensing that himself because he was only in a couple of days before the last game. This will be the big week for him. You know, he's making sure he can get as much and get his, making sure he's looking after the players and making sure, try and get the best for them and what players he has available to select because we don't know his injury sure. problems. Yep. So all these things, you need them all to go for you. And hopefully, I just see Livingston because of Nubly. I just think Nubly's a problem every time mm -hmm. he plays. Mm -hmm. And they're at home and Living know how to play. Maybe it'll suit United, the fact that they're away from home. But I just think Livingston, I've, I've got the nod because of Nubly. Going to take a break in a moment or two. Ange Postacoglu, 100 games tomorrow for Celtic and 250 goals at the weekend. He was asked about it today. I think it highlights our approach. Um, I kind of said from the start, we want to be a team that's relentless and that's what the boys are showing. And, um, you know, we're, like I said, that's people coming on and making an impact. But even today, it would have been very easy at 3-1 to sort of cruise the rest of the game and, and sort of see it out. But um, it's never in the minds of these guys and uh, irrespective of, you know, the balance of the game they're going to keep going to the final minute and I think that's why you know we're scoring so many goals one of them scored by Alistair Johnson or was it? Oh, give it to him surely here's the player well I'm going to take it I'm going to claim it um, I need to see a better replay of it um, just to make sure but it felt like mine I celebrated like it was mine and yeah I hope Canada woke up early for that kickoff it was obviously an early one um, back home to see that but no it was important obviously going into halftime down a goal but up a man so we just knew that we needed to stick to what we were doing and of course once we got the equaliser we're pushing we were knocking on the door um, and it felt really good to you know be at least play a part in whatever that goal was that, that pushed us ahead so no it was a good result in the end and again a good performance in the second half from us As a striker I know he's not a striker Kenny but would you be claiming that goal? Listen you've got a touch on it you're claiming it all <laughs> exactly, day long yeah. well, he, when he'd done the right thing he got away and the yeah, hand was up yeah, it was absolutely. like Sheila running away yeah, with the hand up so you get the hand <laughs> yeah. up and, and you claim it I think I managed to nick a couple that actually weren't in mind over the course of the, over right. the, course of the career yeah. but uh, no absolutely I think he got uh, he was aggressive enough at that back post to go and get in there and he definitely got a touch on it Peter yeah definitely his goal but I've been really yeah. impressed with him Paul and I think yeah. he, he plays with intelligence and he speaks with intelligence that's why I've been impressed with him for the start since he came in and the role as I said a few weeks back the role of the fullback for Celtic is slightly different now mm -hmm. and he handles that very well he handles the ball well in the middle of the pitch and that, that, that's not always been easy for fullbacks to get in there with the receiving their back to the game at times you know so he's done very well and him and Abada linked very well the second half you're off to the football shortly. Quick break and then we're back. Have you got your pen and pad ready because we're going to get you a Rangers team for tomorrow okay. night, Kenny? Yep. And Peter, your Celtic lineup. That's coming yep. next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show heading into the middle of the week. Tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here with John Hartson. So what a roster we've got. Kenny Miller, Peter Grant tonight and... Uh, on Thursday, we're going to have Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Some great double acts here, so, aren't they? So it's drop them off as you get through the week, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I say that we've got the A team tonight, Peter. Yeah. yeah. A B C. Yeah. Yeah. And then Friday, Stephen McGinn will be in here, the Falkirk captain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, steady. Yeah. And uh, of course, he's got the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. He's got a big game, yeah. obviously tonight as well. He has indeed. Yeah. Dunfermline against uh, Wraith Rovers. Right. We're looking at our teams. Falkirk. Yeah. Oh, you could uh, call indeed. it Wraith Rovers. What did I say? The Rovers. Wraith Rovers. You said oh, Dunfermline. Yeah, Falkirk. Of course Come it on. is. Uh, <laughs> Tonight, John McGlynn's moved a bit a few times, haven't he? Though I can't keep up with your managers and coaches. 
Kenny, what's your Rangers team then for tomorrow night at Hibs? I, I think it'll be I think it'll be the same again. I mean, they changed this. I think it's, it's similar to Celtic. I think the back five pretty much is, is steady with McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, and Barisic. I think the front three's been pretty settled. Well, he's obviously changed Trollac, but I think he'll retain his place tomorrow night instead of Morelos. So it'll be Kent, Trollac, and Sakala. And I think with the, he changed the whole midfield for the for the for the cup final midfield, which they've got really really good options in there. But if you take Tillman out and he's not there, I think Cantwell will definitely play. All the furor that, that Raskin never played, I think yep. he stays and. And the one comfortably, and it was a decent enough performance on Saturday. So I think it'll be pretty much the same again, unless there's any wee niggles and injuries, and maybe someone like maybe Jacko can't go again because mm. it's so soon after. And again, they might have one eye on the on the quarterfinal at the weekend. But I would, I think it would be the same team. Cholak's back in in the frame, isn't he? He obviously played at the weekend, and he was on media duties yesterday. Yeah, it's always good if the if the coach or the gaff is uh, pleased with your performance. I try. Um, of course, to to fit in the role, uh, what he wants and what he expect of uh, me personally, and yeah, and then also to bring in uh, my own uh, ideas, my own qualities uh, whenever I'm on the pitch and to be dangerous. I assist this game, uh, next game maybe I will score. So uh, it's all about the uh, about the team and uh, that we won on this game. And what about Todd Cantwell? He does he spoke about the game against Kelly. I think the first half today, I think we really we really took it to them, and I think they felt a different level of us. Started the second half, we were a little bit sloppy with the ball and I thought we were a little bit, maybe it was a reflection of the first half, how much we put in, but we, we slipped off it a little bit and we gave them too much time. How that goal stood, I don't know, because I saw two hands on top of his shoulder, but um, it's one of those things, we're disappointed we didn't get the clean sheet, but you know we, we did slip off it for a little while. Peter, uh, you know Cantwell really well, um, we asked you about him earlier, what about Cholak? I've told you Paul, I've been really impressed yeah. with Cholak and I watched the highlights of the game at the weekend. And Kenny will tell you, when people are talking about strikers, there's a couple of balls should have been rolled across the box to him. Sakala should have rolled one across to him. I think Kent was the other one. He was in fantastic position. And that's all you can do as a striker. And if people don't serve you, you're doing your job. And when we're going scouting when you're in the coaching side. That's what you look for. Are they in the right position? Could they score if the ball comes across? Because, see, oh, I never scored again. But he was in fantastic positional play. And he scored nine goals or something before he got injured. I've been really impressed with him. You know, I think he gives Rangers something different. I think he's got the more mobility than Morel is and whatever, and I think he gives him a wee bit more. And it, the job he was doing in a very difficult period for Rangers yeah. and scoring nine goals in that period, I think that says a lot for him. I'm not saying he's as clinical a finisher as no. the, the, the best strikers that I've had, but I've been impressed with him in his first season. Kenny? Yeah, he got off to a flyer, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, he scored a lot of goals at the start of the season and Alfredo's absence and he needed to. He needed yeah. to step up because Alfredo was injured. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it was always going to take him time to get back to some level of fitness. So it was, uh, he's obviously, he's had a little injury himself. He's found that maybe game time not as much as he would have liked uh, recently. So again, pretty much since Michaels came in, to be honest, because he's tried to get Alfredo back firing again and, and back amongst the goals, which again, he has improved in that side. But he got the nod at the weekend and, and he, had a, he had a decent game without scoring. I think he had two assists in the, in the three goals. Uh, He's a willing worker, you know. He gives you everything he's got, and he's different. He's different to Alfredo, but he's a, he's a goal threat. And listen, it wouldn't surprise me if tomorrow. I mean, I'm a big believer that you do get the reward for for the work that you put in, and he, and he puts a lot of work in. He's assisted a couple of the goals, like I said at the weekend. So yeah. wouldn't surprise me if he was back on and amongst the goals tomorrow night. And Peter, any changes to Kenny's lineup for Rangers tomorrow night? No, no, yep. not with what I see yep. in the highlights, Paul. I think that's as you say. Sometimes for us, it's easy sitting here. Sure. We pick teams and whatever, and you don't know the injuries and how many players can go. But definitely, 
like I said, asking that if you're going to get the game legs into them and the Cantwells and that, you need to keep playing them because it's the only way you get it. Well, here's the team update from the manager. Yeah, everyone's fine. So that was uh, pleasing along with the result. Just got to keep moving forward, haven't we, and play the game that's in front of us. It's a, it's a big week. Obviously, uh, the first part we've navigated through. Um, another win and, and we're doing well in that sense in terms of in the league. This will be a, a tough test on Wednesday and then obviously we have the quarter-final to look forward to at the weekend. I thought this is interesting as well. Ryan Jack speaking about the two newcomers in the midfield, Raskin and Cantwell. I've always said that we've got great options in midfield um, throughout the club and throughout the squad. So when you get the chance, you've got to try and play well and try and grab it. And I thought, first half especially, I thought we all combined it well and create chances. I think Todd done well, Nico done well. So... No, look, it's, it's just about, as you say, building that relationship. So there are two new players that's came into the club and for us, we need to try and build relationships and I'm sure that'll improve going forward. And the manager spoke about, yeah, the unhappiness, the banner at the weekend, about the eye off the ball after winning 55. Listen, the fans are entitled to, to, to make their, their feelings known when they do. They support the team at other times fantastically and, listen, they pay their money and they come. We'd be a lot worse off without our fans. I think that's fair to say, but... I would like it that we was all together, but I understand at times there's going to be discontent when we lose a cup final in the way that we played. I think in the days after, you are going to see a reaction from the fans. It's important you see a reaction from the players on the pitch. And I thought, certainly first half, but for the majority of the game at the weekend, we we got that. And that's all that the players can do. And I've got to try and keep all that away from them. That's my job. And the other things I can't really control. Scoreline then, what do you reckon tomorrow night at Easter Road, Peter? I think it's a tough gig I really do I think yep. Hibs have hit for him obviously but listen I always say Celtic Rangers very rarely would have a bet against any of them you know what I mean when you go anywhere you know you, you know where you're going to Easter Road it's always a, a tough game anyway uh, with the sort of friction between Hibs and Rangers anyway there's always been that sort of wee bit of friction like Celtic Hearts yep. well, that's always there Glasgow, Edinburgh that'll never change so it's going to be a real competitive cup tie you know that, that's what it's going to be played like a cup tie that's for sure I just think Rangers maybe have that little bit more quality. I think I, I've been impressed with Hibs over the, the last few games to be for the boy Johan's done well for them. But I just think uh, Rangers will have too much for them. Scoreline? I'll go for 2 0 Rangers. 2 0 Rangers. He scored a screamer there some years ago. Yeah, he it did. Was, for yeah. Hibs. For uh, Celtic against Hibs. Yeah, against the great yeah. Andy Gorham. God yeah, rest yeah, him. Yeah, 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 against the great Andy Gorham. Must have been a good one there. That's what I'm saying. That's why I keep remembering yeah. that. That's yeah. why I can remember that. Kenny, what about tomorrow night? I'll 3 1. I think I'll be That's in. They do give up chances again. You can look at that. They're three and up at half time. They come on, it got their goal. They done a wee couple of chances as well after it. So I think three one. Uh, it'll get through. I'm like like Peter at the moment. I can't see anybody really stopping Rangers or Celtic. And what about Celtic? What do you reckon tomorrow night? I think it'll be a comfortable one as well. I, I think three 0 scoreline three 0 Yep. Peter, your team, you got your Celtic lineup. Yes, for I have. I've yeah. probably made a couple of changes for the weekend. Okay. You know, I should have I've, asked you this first. Well, I've, I've went for Kenny. Joe Hart, yeah. obviously Johnson, Carter, sure. Vickers, Starfelt, and Taylor, McGregor, and uh, I would go with Riley, Hatati, um, in the middle of the field, and I've got Abada, Kyogo, and Jota. I'm going back to that lineup. So Aaron Moy misses out with Mieda, but that's not to do with their performances. I just think these boys in this particular game. Um, after what I've seen at the weekend deserve that opportunity to start You know that Ange was asked uh, about how he maintains this form and uh, the fitness Well I struggle with my own fitness mate but uh, in terms of the boys um, you can see like I said from training every day and, and, and just the way the squad is at the moment that they, they don't let their standards slip and uh, 
you know, we knew we've got a big week coming up and we're going to need, um, you know, everyone involved in the squad this week to, to get the job done. Uh, as you said, two difficult games against Hearts and two different competitions. And, um, you know, we've got guys who are ready to go. The guys who came on today, there's guys who didn't come on today who are part of the squad who um, are ready to contribute and, uh, you know, we'll use them all. And he spoke about his century of games. At times, you know, the volume of games we have at this football club, uh, you know, it's it's not that long, you know, in terms of length of time, but... Um, I guess uh, 100 games is uh, is fairly significant. Uh, would have been pretty long odds when I took the job that I'd reach it. So uh, I guess that's something. Listen, 100 days is a long time <laughs> in football be, now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So you see the amount of changes it is. And he's done a remarkable job and let us hope for many, many more days. Scoreline then tomorrow, you said? I'm going to go for 2-0 Celtic. I think, as I say, I think Hearts have been very well organised. You know, they make it tough for you. But they've got quality players as well. I mean, I've seen it at the start of the season and I thought Hearts had a gingly, gingly, however you say his name, had a great couple of opportunities at 0-0. You know, they defended really well and compact and then broke quickly on Celtic. They put the ball in behind as we're talking about Celtic playing two at the back and you get two fantastic opportunities from it. Um, So they know how to play, try to play the system you know, whether it works, that's the difference. Because yeah. Celtic end up uncomfortable win, uh, winners in the game after missing the two opportunities. So if you get a chance against Celtic, you have to take it because mm. you can guarantee they'll get a couple of chances but they will bury them. Josh Janelli, he's out of contract at the end of the season but we don't have enough time. Kenny, so it's great to have you back on. Will Good you come on again with of course, us? Absolutely. Can I ask you both briefly about that game down south on Sunday that everyone's talking about then? So after the Celtic win, everyone watching Liverpool, man you, 1-0 at half-time and then suddenly 7 what do you think happened? Oh, the absolute for me. The I mean, it's, you never like to say it, but there was a bit of a down in the tools, mm. you know. It's, and it's not. I mean, you're talking about the size of the club at Man United. It's you hear all the the, the adjectives that are used to describe that performance after it, embarrassing, and it's not good enough, and it's this and it's that. For a football club like that to go for a, in any game, like they should never ever lose that. And Liverpool are a wonderful team, make no mistake about it, but they're no 7 no better than Man United. And they were in great form as well and I love listening to Roy Keane talking after the games as well <laughs> and the way he kind of was talking about it is he's bang on with it. Like, you know, he just felt there was maybe a wee bit of a, oh, we've made it, we're back, we're Man United, we've won mm-hmm. the trophy and then, then they go and get humbled by uh, Liverpool. It was a incredible performance for Liverpool, taking nothing away yeah. from them, but mm-hmm. from a Man United point of view, it's... it's Absolutely unacceptable that you'd lose any game in that manner. It was like Liverpool of uh, 18, well, a year ago even, wasn't it? But it just shows you, Paul, you win the cup one week. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you down tools, and I don't mean you take your foot off the no. gas a small bit, anything, that's what capable of happening. It shouldn't have happened, but I should, I should, it could either work as a wake up call or it lets the manager know that some of these boys are maybe no Man United level because the consistency has to be there week in, week out. And if you don't do that consistent at Manchester United, you don't last long. That's why Sir Alex changed it quite a lot with a lot of players. But he knew we needed strong characters. They stayed. They had that base to build from. i never seen that because once it goes to a certain number, you know you're not getting back in, you drag everybody in. You had too many people walking back. Mm-hmm. You had too people, many people losing the ball and throwing their hands up in the air. The one thing you need then is stick together. Okay, it's 3-0 or whatever. doesn't matter. Make sure it's no 4 <laughs> you know, make sure, yeah. and that didn't happen. And of course, the cameras they pan on Sir Alex and they pan on Kenny, Sir Sir Kenny. So yeah. uh, there's interest uh, in Scotland and that. Who's going to win the title down south, Kenny? We haven't asked you that for four months. I'm going to stick to the city. Are you? Yeah, yeah. not going to Arsenal. You, Peter. I'm the same. I just think they've got something. The boys have been over the line before. They've got top cop 
uh, quality of players. Arsenal have been remarkable. That result on Saturday doesn't oh, matter if it's yeah. Bournemouth. Sure. Doesn't matter. And they've done a few times. Yeah, you know, so I'm saying it because City are yeah. an incredible and, and level. You, and you've still got Arsenal Jesus so, to come yep. back. You know, so I'm maybe been wrong on that, but I just think Manchester City have got so many good players yeah. on the bench. I'm not sure Arsenal have got all that quality. It's younger ones they've got. And I think the ones that Manchester City have got are guys that have won leagues. And I think that could maybe be the difference going into the last few weeks. Enjoyed the last couple of hours. Thank you very much. Enjoyed Dumbarton tonight. No, no, I'm going yeah. to enjoy it. Top of the table with the uh, Stanley Albion. Clash, yeah. And Kenny, we'll hear you tomorrow night at the Rangers game. Probably, yeah. And you'll be at Celtic on Celtic TV. Yeah, Thanks, Paul. Peter. Thanks Thank very much, you, Paul. Kenny. No problem, Paul. Uh, tomorrow night is going to be John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. Up next, Jokel Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.